0: welcome to unapologetic a podcast of embrace ministries where we take a biblical approach to cultures difficult questions
1: hey guys just want to welcome you back to unapologetic a podcast of embrace ministries today we're going to be talking about a missions moment just uh, going over some of the mission opportunities that we've had in this past year. And uh, I'm going to start with with asking Brother Andy, why do we emphasize mission so much here at Embrace Church? Absolutely. Great
0: question. Um, one we think that has
1: an easy answer, and that easy answer is
0: that God's heart is the heartbeat of mission. From Genesis chapter 3, after Adam and Eve fell in the Garden of Eden, God went on a mission. He walked in the cool of the garden of the day, Seeking after Adam, said Adam, Adam, where are you? And Adam and Eve were hidden in the garden due to their sin, and just because they weren't, uh, I guess in I guess in Adam and Eve's opinion, unfindable, God knew where they were. It didn't prevent God to keep from keeping looking. Right, He kept looking. He He kept calling out, and so He was on mission to repair a, a relationship, a fellowship that they had broken because of sin, and so from that point on. He sets us off on mission. Uh, we, we've talked about this before in times of missions and uh, in, in the conversations of missions in the past that you know, sometimes we think that's just a New Testament thing. It's not a New Testament thing. It's, it's an Old Testament thought as well as a New Testament thought. Isaiah chapter 6, God says, who will go for us? Who shall we send? Isaiah said, here am I, send me. And so all throughout Old and New Testament, you see the heartbeat of God is a rescuing God. And so missions is nothing more than evangelism with wheels. And so you're moving. And sometimes we get in our mind missions has to be just to the foreign nations. It's not. We have it embrace here uh, one by four missions. And so why do we call it one by four missions? Well, it carries the spirit of Acts 1.8. And uh, hopefully it carries the spirit of a simultaneous act of missions taking place both at Jerusalem Judea, Samaria, and the other most parts of the earth. And so, because God uh, has commissioned us in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19 and 20, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the earth, amen. We, we take that personal here at Embrace. We believe it is our personal responsibility if no one else will go, we'll go. If no one else will share, we'll share. If no one else will do, we'll do. And we, we know that there are other Christians out there. We're not saying that that we don't believe there's other Christians out there. We definitely believe and we partner together. And we're going to talk about that today, right? Partnering together with other Christians. But it is our daily missional activity to share the gospel with people, whether you're at Jack's in Newton or whether you're, whether you're in in a, at a basketball tournament or game, or whether you're in Tucson, Arizona, or Meridian, Mississippi, or in Jackson, Mississippi, and those are the three areas that we're talking about today. So,
2: yeah, let me ask a question real quick, um, so that you can answer it for anybody who doesn't know. Um, how often, and in what way does Embrace do missions? Yeah, <clears throat> so
0: we have a daily mission activity provided for our staff when somebody comes in and gets groceries we share the gospel that's more of an attractive sense that's a that's a need being met come and get this need met and while we're meeting your physical need we attempt to meet your spiritual need same thing with um recovery interview right we're just providing space for the Holy Spirit over a period of time in faith-based Christian recovery centers so that the person can hear the gospel and be saved, and hopefully we're plugged into that person's life enough to where we can participate in that missional activity. Uh, then there are other things. Uh, we, we have quarterly events. Um, which is some of the things we're going to be talking about we have a desire one by four missions when when i talked about acts chapter one verse eight earlier you know jerusalem to the uttermost part of the earth we we see it as forest scott county or or mississippi um the united states of america and then internationally and so i hate to say this but uh, with with COVID and with uh, the restrictions of travel due to vaccines and all this kind of stuff, it's thrown a lot of curveball to us. Right. But um, every every Monday night we have mission opportunity through New Creations, and it's a gathering to where we come together and we remind ourselves that we are continually in the stages of recovering from sin, not just addiction, but from sin. And uh, we know that there are those in our and our company that just come for signatures, MDOC or drug court. And so it should be our desire in the midst of that to reach them on a missional activity. Jail ministry is Tuesday nights. Right. We go into the jail. Why? Because it is a mission. So there's, there's the difference between ministry and mission. And I know a lot of times our culture, our, our church culture today says, let's go, let's go build a ramp at so and so's house. It's a mission. No, it's not a mission, it's a ministry. And it's not wrong that you do that. It's a great ministry. Let's go to Mexico and build an orphanage. It's a wonderful thing. It is not a mission. Mission means you are going with the gospel to reach lost people for Christ. And so um, we, we do that in a lot of different ways. We we've Since we've uh, been a church the past seven years, we've gone to Kenya, Africa. We've gone to, to Peru, uh, Lima, Peru, and, and other parts of Peru. Um, you know, we, we've sent people to, we, we were going to go to Nicaragua before COVID hit, uh, but we've been to Tucson, Arizona. We've been to Meridian. We've been to um, Jackson Socks and Sandwiches, kind of ministry to the homeless, those who are walking up down the streets. We gave them a peanut butter sandwich and some socks and some tracks and shared the gospel, Sit on the park benches and hung out. And So, I mean, it, it, I, I think... I think every real church, every biblically defined church, has to have as a part of their DNA the objective of mission. Right.
2: So, did that answer your question? Yeah. Okay. So, say that I'm listening to the podcast and I'm not a member of Embrace. The mm-hmm. church that I'm a member of doesn't really do missions. Mm-hmm. You guys at Embrace, you have a statewide mission, a national mission, an international mission, and local much, mission. Pretty yeah. much every year. Something mm-hmm. like that's going on, but my church doesn't. Mm-hmm. Can I still get involved with that? 100%. Okay, You're cool.
0: a born-again follower of Jesus Christ, and you have a testimony. Uh, yeah, come on. Uh, so, so March the 5th, we're going to go to Hattiesburg and minister to the homeless community. Um, I think we got four targeted uh, missions like that that we're doing uh, we're going to go to the carolinas in june and uh we're going to serve our our local uh, sheriff department police station a fire department city hall uh hospital things like that in october of next month just by going and uh cooking burgers or or giving donuts out in breakfast and having a prayer time and a devotional time for anybody who wants to show up for that and so i mean the, the thing is not um, if you're a part of Embrace or want to come to be a part of the mission activity of Embrace, you know, when do I get in and what do I get in and, and how often it's how can I say no to all the opportunities?
2: Right. Right. We, we try to make that kind of a point. Yes. Uh, here at Embrace. And so today we're just going to review, you know, what this past year looked like in 2021. How do we do missions? Where do we go? Who do we minister to? What was learned in that process? Mm hmm. And so let's start with uh, our trip
1: to Tucson, Arizona. Reverend Greg is going to speak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, um, you know, I, I, I'd never been on a mission trip before. Uh, I, I'm like what Brother Andy was talking about, you know, doing mission work every day. That's, that's how I see what we do, uh, you know, with with everything that we have going on here at Embrace Church. But I did have the opportunity this past June, uh, which actually was supposed to have been the previous June with us going to, Uh, Nicaragua and of course with COVID happening in 2020 that shut that down and so uh, when 2021 rolled around we were uh, trying to at first it was wanting to go back to Nicaragua we're trying to figure out how can we go to Nicaragua and then we found out all of these different uh, restrictions and mandates and different things that were happening so uh, we began to try to figure out where where are we going to go from here we still want to do mission we still want to go somewhere Uh, you know maybe God's calling us to go somewhere within the United States and so so through that process, Brother Andy and a couple other the the mission team members uh, began to feel like the Holy Spirit was placed in Tucson, Arizona. On their hearts and so uh, we got up with a, a, a group called praying Pelicans and I believe we actually had one of the praying Pelicans members here uh, or on the podcast a couple weeks ago, Josiah, the guy that was kind of the leader of our trip that we took but through and Pelicans missions we got to go to Tucson, Arizona for a week this past June. I uh, got to partner with a couple of churches out there with Hope City Church, with a uh, Southside uh, Church of God, maybe. Yeah, it's
0: either Church of God or Assembly of God. Uh, Pastor Sean Bailey. Pastor Sean, I
1: remember that. Sean
0: Bailey, great guy. Yeah,
1: great, great guy. Great church. Had an awesome time there. They fed us pretty much every meal we got to eat out there. Hope City housed us while we were there. But we got to go to a couple of different uh, huge facilities that that had just – Things set up to, to minister to homeless people, to minister to people in need. We got to to sort cans and uh, set up boxes for people to, to that that were in need to come and get and take home and. Uh, just at one place we went and we saw they had a, a homeless shelter within the place. They had a recovery program within the place. They had a they had just purchased a, a hotel and it turned it into uh, rooms for, for families that needed a place to stay for wow. a short time. They were That's remodeling cool. another place uh, to do for uh, some of the kind of the same things. I can't remember exactly what it was going to be, but, man, this place was huge, and it was all geared toward ministering to – to the homeless and to yeah. those who were out there who had a need that needed to be met. And so we got to work at those places a couple times. And then that, the big thing that we did was we actually went into the homeless community out there. We went to uh, two or three, four different parks while we were out there and just went in there and we had made up bags of, of water, of uh, sandwiches, of, of toiletries and, and tracks and just got to go. We broke up into two teams of two and just got to go through the park and, and, uh, share the love of Jesus with people and tell them what God had done for us what he's wanting to do for them and uh, just to offer an opportunity for them to come and then the last the last day that we were there we actually went and gathered everybody up and had church in the park that was just a, a cool thing that we we got to go in there and, and, and do some worship songs and then had one of our, our team members to preach a message and uh, but it was awesome. It was actually my my first mission to, uh, trip anywhere other than just right here at home. So right. It was a great time.
2: Were you? Whenever you found out the plan was originally to go to, to Nicaragua, and then everything changed due to COVID restrictions and stuff. Were you more bummed that you weren't going to Nicaragua, or were you more relieved that like you know everybody's going to speak the same language and what, what was the <laughs> well, feeling?
1: I, I think I think you know it's kind of a uh, being torn in two different directions with that. You know, one, you, you did want to get, you know, it's first ever international mission trip opportunity that I had and, you know, was thinking that I was going to need to go on that. And uh, so when we didn't get to do that, you know, there was a letdown experience there. But uh, at the same time, the next because we had to wait a year because we went to tucson arizona uh i got to do something that was unique too and that was that my wife got to join the yeah. team and so me and my wife having just been married we'd only been married for six months at the time we could both you know got to go on our first mission trips together mm-hmm. you know and and she and i we were actually a. Uh, partners when we went into the parks and stuff she and i would go together and, and share our story of what god had done with both of us coming from an addiction background we really had some some things that we could say and get get personal with these men and women that we spoke to and uh it was a just a unique opportunity to share the gospel and getting to do that with my wife was extra special yeah
2: so. how how big was the team that you guys took to tucson Ah. Uh, 14. fourteen. It went from people? twelve
0: to fourteen, I think, from the Nicaragua twip, trip, trip, trip to the <laughs> <laughs> to the El hey, uh, to to the Tucson. So yeah, it, 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 we added a couple, and I think it changed a little bit. There were a few who wanted to go but couldn't go because of the change.
1: Yeah. yeah. Amen. But yeah, it was a great time, man. Really enjoyed right. it. And then we
2: had um, some more local opportunities within the state. Um, one was we we partnered several times with Care Center Ministries in Jackson, mm-hmm. but one more recently. Yeah, so and and uh, JD uh, JD
0: Upton he's our he's our mission contact here at Embrace and uh, really new at it, but really he has a strong connection with the care center and the leadership there, and uh, has has done a good job with the excitement of doing what he's done, but found out that the care center had a need. Um, of supplying some goods, uh, canned goods and turkeys and hams and stuff like that for an outreach they were having right there in Central Jackson, right off of State Street at, at a new church plant called Hilltop Church that's a part of the Care Center Ministries, which is a recovery ministry. And um, so JD's been real good about facilitating some guys to get help there at that recovery center so had already had a connection and found out, hey, they're, they're looking for volunteers to help come pack boxes uh, with canned goods and, and dry food goods and, and turkeys and hams and stuff like that. And so um, uh, he, he put that together for us and we took probably, I don't know, maybe eight or 10 of us went uh, on that mission trip. And several, was their first time to even be on mission before one young lady who recently had graduated recovery went with us. And it was really encouraging for me who's been on several mission trips and several mission activities to see her just jump in both feet sharing the gospel, praying with people, things like that. And so what we did is we put together boxes, uh, which is the ministry part of it, Put together the box. We had a worship service, put together the boxes, and then we had the opportunity to carry the boxes to the cars or the individuals who were walking. Some had shopping carts because they were homeless. Some boxes, or excuse me, some bikes, and we, we gave them the boxes. We shared the gospel with them and prayed over them. And so it was real simple. I think sometimes we think missions has gotta be a whole lot more complicated than what it is, but it's really not. And so it was real simple, put together food to help meet a need and then share the gospel. So we, we did that.
2: Yeah, how many boxes were given away?
0: 500 boxes were given away. So
2: with and with you- that much going on in one day, what? Mm-hmm. how big of a team did you guys take? Uh, like I say, I think for
0: us at Embrace, we had around around 10. Uh, I can't remember the exact number, but the amount of volunteers that were there. Now, you got to remember this is a recovery center that probably has 15 guys in the recovery center. And so, but that was probably, including them, uh, it was probably around 50, 40 to 50 people who were mm-hmm. there doing the work of volunteering. And they were from all over um, different churches represented. Uh, I, I got to meet three young ladies who were at MC, um, who were there volunteering some from first Baptist Jackson, I'd like say several that were connected to Hilltop church and then about 10 of us. And so we, uh, man, we just formed an assembly line, got to, got to have good conversations with the people we were passing turkeys to and, <laughs> and passing boxes off to. And then when it came go time, uh, the, actually, they, there were two police with the city of Jackson who came and shared uh, how much they appreciated what um, Hilltop Church and the care center and the volunteers that they were doing in the community to help meet that need because several people had a need. They couldn't, couldn't have a Thanksgiving meal with their family. And so they, they, they showed the appreciation from their viewpoint. And then at that moment it started, okay, guys, now it's time to stack the boxes in a certain area that was easier for us to grab and give to people. So there was a drive through line for people in vehicles. And then there was a walk up line for people, bikes, walking or shopping carts. And uh, there was a very small select team that was permitted to go into an apartment complex they thought to begin with that all of us would be able to go to the apartment complex, but because of uh, the restrictions with COVID, mm-hmm. they just didn't want all that influx of people to come in and have the chance of that. It was It's a, it's a handicap and elderly apartment complex building, and so there was a, a small group of the care center men who took boxes over there to meet certain people's needs, and um, so... Yeah, I mean, it was it was real simple, very conversationally based, depending on how long of attention span a person had when you were talking with them or how long they wanted to stay. It's not forced uh, on anybody, but uh, I, I probably personally shared the gospel with probably 15 or more people that day and prayed with probably a little less than that. Mm-hmm. So,
2: so with, with that much, like, hustle and bustle, 50-plus people, you know, 500 boxes that you're passing out, what was the um, the gospel presentation, the the delivery of the gospel? What did that look like mm-hmm. with that much happening? Did you get to spend mm-hmm. a whole lot of time with every person, or we we got there at eight, and
0: I think I left around twelve thirty or so, um, and now the event I think lasted close to two. Uh, I had to to get to Tupelo for a basketball game, um, but. The conversations I had, we didn't have any specific instructions like, hey, carry them through the Roman road or share your testimony or anything like right. that. And I heard various conversations of people. Sometimes they laid in like, what can I pray for you about? And then, then started, do you know Jesus? You know, that kind of stuff. For me, I just asked them, hey, man, what's going on? What's happening in your life? Um, and then I go from there. I, I try to use unique ways. To share the gospel, uh, just just the other day I used paper, rock, scissors to share the gospel with somebody. Nice. <laughs> I know that sounds stupid, but but uh, I mean, so my my approach is probably a little bit different. It's kind of a ray comfort. Let me get your attention now. I got you, hook, line, and sinker. Let me tell you the reason I want to talk to you. Yeah. So, um, but all of mine were just conversationally based, and I just kind of went with the conversation and then got the gospel
2: in. Mm. So there is like this. This feeling, and if you've ever been on a mission trip, you know this feeling that like it's kind of similar to like a camp high, like whenever you're mm-hmm. you're coming home from a church camp and you're like, man, I'm on fire. And so when you go on a mission trip, it's that same kind of thing. Like I've been sharing the gospel, you know, for seven days straight. And there's like, you know, the trip there and the trip back and you get close to the people. With a short-term mission like that, is there still a similar kind of fire that gets lit even though it was just one day?
0: Absolutely. Uh, you're, 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 you may be asking the wrong person. Um, every time I share the gospel, I'm on. Fi- I, I get on fire. Yeah. Years ago, when I'd share the gospel and somebody were rejected, I would be deflated because I felt like, in a sense, they were rejecting me. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're they're not rejecting me. Sometimes I felt like I just blew it and didn't explain it very well, and so that was a letdown too. But then, as a, as I've grown as a Christian, still growing as a Christian. I've learned that they're not rejecting me, they're rejecting Christ and his goodness. Uh, if I felt like I blow it, I still believe in a sovereign God who's able to communicate a truth that I may not be able to clearly communicate in the moment. So, I mean, every time I'm, I get the opportunity, uh, you know, I'm excited. I'm hurt if it's rejected, obviously. Um, and and but but I mean I, yeah, coming away from that, seeing a collection of Christians, whether it's Tucson, Arizona, or Jackson, or Meridian, or Kenya, Africa. You and I went to Kenya, and our team saw uh, like 75, 76 people come to right. know Christ. Um, you know, yeah, you, you're coming away with wow, this is this is amazing. This is good. This is what I should be doing all the time. And so yeah, I mean, I think that I think God expects us to feel that way
1: when we're done. Yeah. I, th- I think when when we were in Tucson, Arizona, uh, the Lord kind of had to get get a hold to me and teach me something because you know it'd be in my first mission trip you know I heard what you said about when y'all were in Africa and I've heard all these different stories about people going different places and having so many salvations and we're out there and we're <laughs> ministering to these homeless people these people that you think would be so receptive of uh this opportunity for help and you know to know that they're loved and that that even in the midst of struggle that God still has a place for them and we just had rejection after rejection after rejection and mm-hmm. you know and I, I was telling somebody about the trip and i was like yeah we didn't have but one person to get saved and uh, you know the, the lord kind of had to, the holy spirit had to get a hold of me in that moment and said hey we had one person you know so <laughs> right. uh, even if it's just one person hey you had one person yeah that mm-hmm. got saved man one person whose life was changed one person whose eternal destination was in that moment mm-hmm. uh completely flipped around and you know they they, they're going to be a brother or sister even though they're in Tucson Arizona you know for eternity now
0: yeah and let me let me kind of hand you off that because I know you need to talk about a mission trip that was in Meridian right right Right. but um Americans are less sensitive I think to the work of the Holy (laughs) Spirit than in other countries um it it's definitely a harder mission field in Tucson than it was Kenya. People in Kenya are still they still have a respect for a conversation. In <laughs> you know, and, and in Tucson it's not quite so much. Yeah. So and I say in Tucson in forest sometimes mm-hmm. it's not so much so. So you went to um a mission trip right actually it was right after the one in tucson yeah, we the, come very back next week. the very next week and then we've got uh, a mission in meridian and so what was your experience with yeah you?
2: and so i missed out on the care center ministry in jackson and also missed out on tucson um but a mission trip that i did get to go on was in june of 2021 just to meridian and it was three days and we didn't stay anywhere overnight we would meet up at the church go to meridian in a bus then come back at the end of the day um and it was really really awesome it was different than any mission trip that I've been on prior uh, but I enjoyed it it was uh, several days we partnered with the Salvation Army we got to help with their food pantry um seeing a lot of homeless people and people in need coming in and out um got to meet some people that were in their their shelter they have a shelter in Meridian that is just a p.m. nighttime type shelter Mm -hmm. and so um you know, at nighttime, everybody comes in, homeless people need somewhere to stay. They come in, they get a meal, they go to sleep, they wake up, they eat breakfast, and then they gotta leave again. They can't stay throughout the day. Um, it's a really cool ministry and got to see some of the people and some of the guys that were there that night actually stayed and helped us with the food pantry. Uh, Cause you know, I mean, they had nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and even after that, they still just kind of stuck around and stayed close to the building. And so we got to talk to them a lot. Um, share the gospel several times. And then we got to go with the um, Mississippi United to End Homelessness Ministry. And mm-hmm. it was absolutely mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. They, um, they spent time there in Meridian getting to know the homeless community, knowing where they stay at primarily, um, and just ministering to them. And they took us into some places that I would not have thought existed mm-hmm. right here in central mm-hmm. Mississippi. Yeah. And being in Meridian um, into some tent cities. Like we would just follow a trail off in the woods and then there it is. And it's a community of homeless people. And when you, whenever you say tent city, I didn't know what to expect. And then we went back there and saw it. And I was like, no way. Like this is Meridian. Mm -hmm. And there's just like communities of homeless people. Um, and it was, it was awesome getting to go with them. We would spend 15 to 20 minutes at least just at every tent. You know, and in every tent city, there was like this representative that was like a leader in the community. Mm-hmm. They would meet us. They'd come out and meet us and say, hey, what are you guys up to? What are y'all doing out here? And every time that we mentioned, um, you know, that we were with the, the organization we were with or we mentioned a certain name, they'd be like, oh, yeah, y'all yeah, come on in, you know, and they were just, it was like being invited to somebody's home, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's a really cool ministry just sharing the gospel with them.
0: Let me ask you this. At any point in the ministry, because the 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 in-city uh, inner city, working with the Salvation Army Ministry, um, was not necessarily in the um, uppity up <laughs> part of the town. You know, right. it, was, it was inner city tough. I mean, you see needles on the ground kind of stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, of course, going into a, a homeless community in a tent city, like you said, uh, one of the leaders were like, you have to be invited into this community. You just can't be bopping into this thing, then they have security, right? Right. Uh, At any point in that ministry uh, mission, were were you nervous? Were you scared? Were you on edge? Were you kind of like, I need to be making sure I'm on my P's and Q's?
2: You know, I would would say that I was aware of my surroundings. Um, There was something like in the back of my head that was like, this is sketchy. Like some of these places that we're going, some of these people were meeting. It seems kind of sketchy, but at the the forefront of my mind was like, Jesus, like, you know, these people need to know Jesus. And so more than the food that they're coming to get, they need Jesus. Yeah. And more than anything that I can offer them, they need Jesus. Yeah. And so, um, definitely I was aware, but I felt comfortable knowing that there was other men on the trip mm-hmm. who are also aware. Mm-hmm. And so it took, it, it was less of a concern to me. Um, but it, it was, you know, I wasn't just like, like you said, be into the communities thinking that everything was going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually we were met on a trail as we were going into the community by somebody. And mm-hmm. they would say, yeah, I'll walk you in. And so you went in with them. That way you didn't just look like a total stranger coming in.
0: And I, I was able to go with you on that trip. And so I, I'm going to be honest with you. The only thing that really made me nervous going into the uh, – the tent cities were the dogs. Oh, really? <laughs> the people were fine. But I was like, these dogs about to eat me up. Yeah. <laughs> but you're you're an animal person, so you probably won the dogs before we won the people. <laughs> right, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I tried to make friends with the dogs. That was one of my first things going in. Um, but it was one of the things, talking to these people, was um, it blew my mind how content they were. Mm. It feels like almost every person that I that I spoke to from the Tent cities, and we were like, you know, what do you guys need? We're coming back tomorrow. We can Mm -hmm. bring something around, and uh, they were all like, just super content. They're like, you know, I'm I'm really okay. And we're like, what can I pray for? And they're like, you know, just pray for our mayor, pray for our city, and like, dude, like, yeah, you live in a tent in the woods, and you're this content. It's not even your own property, right? Yeah, yeah.
0: What, What what about the usefulness of the things that they had?
2: yeah nothing went to waste for sure, like even the the plastic bags that we carried them, you know little goodies in not, nothing went to waste, and they were just they were using things that we would use and throw away, mm-hmm. you know, and that blew my mind too. I knew that when we went
0: to one particular uh tent city, the guy said he was i can't remember exactly how he said it, but something to the effect of he was known as the, the tarp wizard or something like yeah. that you know mm-hmm. he could he could stretch some tarps out yeah <laughs> so.
2: Yeah. And it was cool to see the structures that they had built. Um, But really sharing the gospel with those people was harder than I thought it would be because I thought that they would be kind of like if you were going to a third world country, they would be like, um, yes, I I need that. I'm in need. I need a good father who's going to provide for me. They really weren't are along those lines, they were so content that they were like, you know, there's really not much I need right now. And so i had to like change my gospel approach. And <laughs> you know, but but it was a really cool experience. Yeah. So that's good stuff. What what is one valuable
0: lesson you learned?
2: Um, one valuable lesson that I learned on that trip was to probably um not to Oh, man, how do I word this? Um, not to assume I know what I'm doing when it comes mm-hmm. to sharing the gospel. A lot of times you'll assume something about somebody and think, well, if I say this, they'll receive it. Mm-hmm. You know, when it's really not about my delivery. Oh, yeah. Jesus said no man comes to the Father, you know, unless it's through him. And so.
1: That's good. Yeah. What about a, you, Greg? Well, I learned that those people who say that out west it's a dry heat don't know nothing <laughs> about nothing because 115 degrees is 115 degrees. It's hot in oh, Tucson, hot. Arizona. So I learned that. Hey. But on a spiritual level, I, I learned that uh, just kind of what Eli was saying, you know, when when you present the gospel and it's rejected, it's not you they're rejecting, you know. Um, so you can't let it uh, get you down. -hmm. You keep doing what you're doing. You're you're sowing seeds, and Mm -hmm. that's what God has called us to do. He's called us to go, and so we go. You know, it's just not up to us whether or not somebody receives Mm -hmm. the message that we're we're putting out there. So, Amen,
2: Amen.
0: Uh, one one of the things that I learned was, and and this is something I shared with a conversation with the Josiah from the praying and Pelican Missions, is um, you know, sometimes I felt like we were bringing God there bringing God there. We we're meeting God there. Amen. God was already there. God was already working. And so we're just meeting him there. So hopefully you guys um, are interested in missions and want to participate. And whoever you are or wherever you are, if you want to participate in missions, on the outro, we've got our information. Call up here. Send an email. We want to get you plugged into mission. You say, well, I attend church at so-and-so. Location, maybe in another state, it doesn't matter. You know, we want you to we want you to get involved in mission. And if we can facilitate that, then that's a part of our Christian walk. So come join us. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening. We hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you for joining us today on Unapologetic, a podcast of Embrace Ministries. We hope we have answered some of culture's difficult questions using the Bible, God's Word. Please help us get the word out about this new podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to call us at 601-469-2680, or you can email us at embrace.church at yahoo.com.